But first, hey, he's he's leading off as he always does. Bat and lead off, Travis Yost on the line. Travis, season four, man, how are you? How many players in Major League Baseball hit leadoff four consecutive oh, years? Nobody. That, that's, put my put my name in the rafters. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll we'll get your name etched in stone here in the studio. I love it. <laughs> All right, Travis. Hey, you know what? Opening week of the NHL season, we saw a staggering amount of goals and shots compared to previous season. And you alluded to it on TSN.ca in one of your fine articles. Uh, while it's it's obviously extremely early, and hey, we know we're going to say that for probably the the next month. Do you think this increase is legit? So I, I think I think it at least in part is, and for a few reasons. One of which, so first off, let me, let me back up a second. Wait, last Wednesday, I'm sitting here and watching what my sixth, seventh day of hockey, and I'm, I'm like, this looks a lot different than what it is from last year. <laughs> there were so many more up tempo, high pressure games, not not nearly as much hockey being played in the neutral zones. There was a lot of counterattacking opportunity for both sides. It was really what the NHL has tried to be for so long, but can never get there. It was fun. It was entertaining. There's scoring chances all over the place. There's shots all over the place. The goal scoring was up, um, and and that was mostly at five on five. But even even at the like the, the the change in officiating has had an impact at least to start the year too. Now it's it's been weird because slashing calls are way up and everything else is kind of down. But even still, teams are getting more power play opportunities and generally scoring at the same rate as they did a year prior. But as a larger point, like this is what the NHL has tried to get for basically five years now. It seems like every year we talk about how do we make the game faster and uh, add a little bit more goal scoring to it um, and, and basically disempower the NHL coaches who love strangling games and basically <laughs> playing them to, to 2-1 finals every day. Um, I, I don't know. Historically, what we see during regular seasons is teams tighten up as the year goes on. Yeah. So I'm expecting that to, to again occur in, in 2017. I just think it's really interesting that the first week or so of this season, it was more, there was way more offense generated in that week than any opening week in a prior October or any other season um, year to date, basically in the modern era. So it's, it's a notable uptick, and we're talking about 100 games. So, it's again, it's, it is a smaller sample, definitely on the smaller end of the spectrum. But I, I thought it was fantastic for, for yeah. the hockey fan watching, jumping around from game to game, and every game's 5-4, and there's a gazillion scoring chances or goalies are bouncing off the post to try and make ridiculous saves. Like, that. that is when hockey's at its best. Oh, I'm, I'm with you 100%. You mentioned the penalties there, and I have to wonder, all right, how much of this is power play induced compared to even strength and 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 as the teams get used to the new rules and kind of come back down is that going to lower scoring yeah so i th- that, that's kind of my larger point here right so power yeah. plays are opportunities are up um slashing calls are way up but refs have now used slashing calls to avoid calling other things so most of the other calls are down uh but again like the point about like how much offense is being generated that is true for just five on five like five on five over prior years is way up offensively the the power play goal scoring has had a has paid a, a bit of a dividend on that on that front too, but it's not nearly as much as the changes that have at least happened so far at five on five. There's just again, it's it's a lot more open ice at even strength, and when you're playing 45 minutes of the 60 minutes a night at, at five on five, that that's going to have the biggest impact on where goal scoring goes. 
in conversation with Travis Yost from TSN.ca on Twitter, at Travis Yost. Let's go to Vegas and the Golden Knights. Now, they lost last night, but quite a start. And you don't usually see or expect that out of expansion teams in, in any sport. But, hey, you know, they got doubled up last night, uh, 6-3. But 3-1, and one, can't ask for much much better a start than that. No, and this is the really interesting thing about Vegas. Is Vegas had an opportunity to actually, in my opinion, make a pretty decent expansion year one team. They totally punted on that opportunity, and I understand that. They basically said, look, we're not going to take a lot of these players that you're quote-unquote exposing. We're going to make side deals and get prospects and picks, and we're going to build for three years out. Great. Okay, I'm fine with that strategy. I expected the team to be absolutely rancid this year, (laughs) but I'm fine with that strategy. The opening week, though, and I get it, they played Arizona twice. They played a Dallas team who's hit or miss, and and last night they they played Detroit. So we're not talking about Murray's row of opponents, but they have been competitive in every single game. The opening period last night against Detroit and large parts of the Arizona game, both Arizona games, actually, they were the better team. I mean, take take the nets away, take the goals away, and just watch five two teams skate five on five or four on four, whatever it was in that game state. Vegas looked like the better team. They, they have they are an underrated skating team. They're they are a very strong, in my opinion, forechecking team relative to where I expected them to be. And the biggest surprise of them all, something that I I don't expect to continue, but it's been one of the linchpins behind why they're they're playing so well, is they're getting goal scoring. And that, and that mm-hmm. to me was going to be the big and still will be the reason why they missed the playoffs. That's 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 where the red flag is. It's how many guys in this lineup can actually score goals consistently? So James Neal is an obvious one. I, you've got other guys in the lineup, Cody Eakin, Jonathan Marcheseau, who, who can chip in from time to time. But when they go through a two-week stretch when they're scoring ones and twos basically across the board, and it's going to happen, how many games are they going to yeah. actually win? Because they're going to be outshot on most nights. Marc-Andre Fleury is solid, if not maybe the best goalie in the world. You know, He's, he's a solid Tier 2, Tier 3 goalie, but he, having him five years ago would probably have been better. The, the team is definitely way further along than I would have anticipated, but I, I still wonder where this direction goes when James Neal, who, by the way, scored again last night. I, I, I don't. That, that to me is the coolest story of the NHL season so far. Is that James Neal is, is literally cannot be stopped, and he's playing on a team <laughs> that was expected to win like eight games. Well, uh, Travis, a, a guy that has actually in the past been near unstoppable, Alex Ovechkin. Right? What a pace! To start the to start the year, as uh, more goals than uh, not, and this is as of Friday, more goals than eleven teams, and he was shooting at a thirty-two percent clip. <laughs> you, I know you love me so, some Ovi, buddy. Uh, what are you thinking of Ovechkin? Yeah, I love Ovi. He makes James Neal look like a, a scrub fourth liner who can't <laughs> score because it, his first off, I, how many ga- how many years are we going to sit here and watch Ovechkin score from the left circle with no pressure on him? on a five-on-five or five-on-four situation. Like, have teams realized that his office is the left circle? That's where he's going to shoot from. They're going to get you – so, again, I'm I'm, I'm making it a little bit more simplistic because Nicholas Backstrom and every other weapon around there makes it so difficult for the the, – to to really contain the Capitals. Um, And and they do a brilliant and masterful job of setting up those opportunities for Ovechkin in the left circle. But, like, the guy cannot miss right now. And he is shooting absolute darts. Like, I – I was watching I, I, uh, a couple nights ago. Patrick Laine scored just a ridiculous goal, and I, I think he is pretty much the unanimous everyone's favorite shooter in the league right now. And I'm like, man, Laine is the best shooter in the league. And I remember, no less than 24 hours later, I saw Ovechkin score 
with an absolute missile. And I'm like, you know what's funny? I wonder if Ovechkin hears like the Patrick line. He says, stop, he's the best shot in the league. And Ovechkin's like, hold on, hold on a second. Like, I'm here. Don't forget about me here. I'm only the, like the 18-time Rocket Richard winner and about to be 19-time or something ridiculous. So I, I, I love the uh, – I, I really hope, and I think there is a little bit of that internal competition where it's like, Oh, that that kid's the best shooter in the league. Uh, have have you watched Washington Capitals in the last decade and up to and through today? Right. Uh, I, I am I, I am really uh, excited to watch Ovechkin most of this year because I think you're going to see a lot of this going forward. Well, we've seen his chemistry with Kuznetsov, and it, where do you think his goals are finishing up this year? Is it? Oh, I, I know it's early to predict. What, what are you thinking? Well, first off, I think the people throwing out the fifty and thirty nine are absolutely crazy. Like this is not <laughs> this is not nineteen eighty seven. He's not catching Wayne Gretzky. Right. Um, but. But let, let's think about this. I mean, mathematically, he's got, what, nine goals in five games. So let's say he played to his historical ghost per game average. Like, he should be in the – and assuming he plays a full season, I, I, I mean, that his most likely landing spot right now is between, like, 46 and 49 goals, which is crazy, which means it would put him definitely in the hunt for a 50-goal season, which, again, Ovechkin is not 24 anymore. I mean, it, yeah. it's incredible to me that a guy who doesn't – I mean – Look, Ovechkin doesn't skate as well as he used to. Um, he clearly has a lot more mileage on him. Uh, 